0: first week on the Messiah. The Bible is such a powerful book. It is a book of life. And the the thread through the books of the Bible that join everything together, and of course, the whole Bible basically is about Jesus. It's all about him. And Last week, Pastor Ian talked about Jesus fulfilling prophecy and claiming that he was God by saying, using the I am statements, that Moses had been given the name of God in the desert. And then again, Jesus also declared I am. So the the Bible is not random. It is designed by God. It is God breathed. And people that have gone out to disprove the Bible have ended up proving the Bible because they haven't been able to disprove how accurate it is. And so we talked about Messiah meaning the Anointed One. The Anointed One. And the Old Testament, thousands of years before, is giving a picture of what the Messiah will look like. And so for many years, people were studying it. Wise men were studying this book, these books of the Old Testament, different books that they had, looking out for the Messiah, trying to put the pieces together. When is this Messiah coming? Looking out for this Messiah. Did you know that there is over 300 prophecies? Over 300 prophecies that were fulfilled in Jesus. Even one to be as accurate as it was is an absolute miracle. From his birth to the way he would die, to the way that he would be betrayed, Many, many prophecies, and I encourage you to read your Bible and look out for them because they are proof alone that Jesus is who he says he is. Because thousands of years before, people, prophets in the Bible prophesied who was to come. And so we know that Jesus is the anointed one. He is who he said he is. So normally in the Bible, anointing was for the kings. So kings were anointed, prophets were anointed. And um, yeah, so kings and prophets, and they they were laid hands on. Kings, priests, and sometimes prophets were anointed and they put the oil, anointing oil, upon them to put a seal of God upon them to say that they were set apart. It's interesting when you read about the oil and what that was made of, all sorts of things that went into that. And those people were anointed by human hands, by God, but, laid upon by human hands. What is so different about Jesus as he he was anointed by the Holy Spirit? He didn't need to be anointed by human hands because he was anointed by the Holy Spirit and in power. So that is what sets Jesus apart and the interesting thing is, is that he fulfills all of, all of these things because all of the, the types of people that were anointed before him, the kings, the prophets and the priests, Jesus was every single one of those. Jesus was a priest, a prophet and he is a king because he is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. So the Messiah is the anointed one. What is so discouraging about all of this, these prophecies, is that people still have missed it. Those that studied those scriptures for years, who were so looking forward to the fulfillment of these prophecies, when Jesus actually stood before them, they missed it. They absolutely missed it. And you think, how could they? How could they miss it? Because their hearts were closed. It all comes down to having an open heart. Those that receive Jesus have an open heart to receive him. Do we have an open heart to receive Jesus this morning? Do we have that open heart when he speaks to us? Do we have an open heart like the disciples when Jesus said, come follow me, and they just left everything and followed him? Why? Because they recognised in him that he was the Messiah. They wouldn't have got up and left everything if that wasn't the truth. So Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and fulfilled every prophecy that was spoken into being, and yet people still missed it. And and what what can happen now, we, we are in a different time frame, right? And we are waiting for the return of the Messiah. So we know that he's come, and now we are waiting for the return that the Bible promises. And I was thinking to myself, Well, some people miss that. Well, those of us, I I would imagine back in Jesus' time, they would have been talking about this for a very long time. And they would have got probably, as we do about the return of Christ now, got very blasé about it and probably talked about their ancestors and said, well, our ancestors were talking about this and it hasn't happened And I think the same thing can happen to us sometimes. There's some scriptures that haven't been fulfilled. We can get very blasé about it. And we can forget and begin to not listen and begin to not sense that the earth is crying out for Jesus' return. You can see it everywhere right now. You just got to open your eyes and you can see it. So we need to be ready. We don't want to be like those people that missed it, right? We don't want to be asleep when Jesus returns. I've met so many people over my life who have said to me, I'll give my life to Jesus after I've done this or after I've done that or when I get my life right or whatever. Well, what if you don't get that opportunity? What if today is your last day? What if tomorrow is your last opportunity? Today is the day. Jesus, when he came to the disciples, he didn't say, come follow me tomorrow. Come follow me when you finish fishing. Come follow me when you've gone home and told everyone where you're going. No, he said, come follow me. And it says immediately they got up and they followed him. We need to be like them and we need to see it. And we need to see that the time is short. And to recognise that the Messiah has come but he is also coming back. And he's coming back in a very different way that he left. So we're going to read from Luke 4:14 4, this morning. And this is talking about Jesus coming out of the desert and then going and starting his ministry to people. And it says And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And a report went out throughout all the neighbourhood concerning him. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. And he came to Nazareth, where where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And unrolling the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because of this, he has anointed me. To proclaim the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim deliverance to the captives, and new sight to the blind, to set at liberty those having been crushed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. How powerful are those words to us this morning? How freeing are those words and how powerful would that day have been that he was now proclaiming the words of the prophet who was now being fulfilled in that moment. How amazing would that have been that day as he stepped into that synagogue, a very ordinary day, so they thought. And yet, it was no ordinary day. Because the word was being spoken by the word. How freaky is that? The Word of God was in flesh before them, speaking of Himself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Special effects. <laughs> I didn't ask for that, by the way. <laughs> it's the Holy Spirit. I think of that day and I'm trying to picture it and I, and I think to myself, I would have loved to have seen that synagogue shaking as those profound words were spoken into being by the one who they were spoken about. And yet, in all of that, they missed it. They still missed it. So what was happening was the word was out about Jesus and everyone was excited and they're all gathering, they're all following him. And it says here at the beginning of this that they were all talking about him throughout the neighbourhood. And it says here he was teaching in the synagogues and he being glorified by all. But now he ends up in Nazareth, the place of his birth. Isn't it interesting? God brings him back home and he's not received the way that he should be. So he's standing before them, fulfilling prophecy. How powerful were those words? And he was glorified everywhere else he went. He was fulfilling the words spoken in Isaiah 61 that day, was coming into fruition, Thousands of years before, now, before them. Picture yourself in that place and how it must have felt being there. And yet they didn't see it. Because their hearts were not open to receive. I would have loved to have read this story... ...where they were amazed and they were in awe. But it didn't turn out that way. They didn't recognise him. says here, if we continue on in Luke 4.20... ...and rolling up the book, returning it to the attendant... ...he sat down and the eye of all in the synagogue... Were fastened on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. And all bore witness to him, and wondered at the gracious words which came out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? So one minute they were in awe of what he said and the next minute, hang on a minute, isn't this just Joseph's son? Remember him? So one minute they were all amazed and the next, familiarity. Familiarity with Jesus, familiarity with his family, changed their attitude, changed the way that they saw him, and I thought to myself, How often do Christians become familiar with who Jesus is? How often do we become too comfortable with who Jesus is? Think that we know everything there is to know, think that we know him. We don't really, we have no but a glimpse of him. How familiar do we get with Jesus and we lose our sense of awe and wonder in who he is. Never lose your awe and wonder of Jesus. Never lose that awe and wonder. Never bring him down to your level, to familiarity, to lose that awe and wonder of who he is. They were all amazed until they realised who he was and they brought him down into human human form. And they began to question. And Jesus reminded them that their unbelief would lead to what happened previously, where the Israelites had been brought into captivity many, many times because of their unbelief. And he reminded them of their past because, of course, the Pharisees were stirring this up. They were not happy with who Jesus was. Why? Because the truth, the truth standing before them convicted them. And They didn't want to be convicted. They wanted to live in their religious little safe little world of rules and think that they were okay and think that they were more high and mighty than everybody else. But Jesus came and he changed all that and he exposed their hearts. The anointed one ministers to our heart. He shows us our need for him. Pastor Ian talked about his encounter his, his own personal encounter last week and how Jesus changed his life. And the same thing, not the same story, but the same thing happened to me. My encounter with Jesus changed my life to Be set free from so many things in my life, fear, unforgiveness, all sorts of things, because Jesus gets to your heart. He gets to your soul. If we go back to that scripture at the beginning, it says, He's anointed me to proclaim the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim deliverance to the captives, and new sight to the blind, to set at liberty those having been crushed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. How many of us in our lives have felt crushed or oppressed? All of those things. He came... To set the captives free. The truth is a threat to people because it convicts the heart and the mind of people. People don't want to acknowledge their own sin, they don't want to acknowledge that. But all of us need a saviour, none of us can save ourselves. None of us can ever be good enough and that's the good news. The good news is we don't have to be because Jesus paid it all. He paid it all. So Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit to bring healing to the people and he did exactly that. He went everywhere, wherever he went, there was healing, there was deliverance. And people's lives were touched and changed. Many, many encounters with Jesus. Many individual, specific encounters because Jesus sees each one of you. He doesn't just see a crowd, he sees each child. Each child, he sees you. So he was anointed. It says here when John the Baptist was talking about him in John 3.33. He who comes from above is above all. He who is from the earth is earthly and speaks from the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. And what he has seen and heard, that he testifies. And no one receives the testimony. Testimony. He who has received the testimony has has set his seal on this, that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaks the word of God. For God does not give the spirit by measure. The father loves the son and has given all things into his hand. He who believes on the son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides upon him. The Father gave everything to Jesus and gave everything into his hands. That he is not from the earth, but it says he is from heaven. So John was making a distinction between himself and Jesus that he was showing that he was a messenger but he was paving the way for the real Messiah who was Jesus, who was sent from heaven. God gave everything to Jesus that he would speak that life on earth into everyone that he met. When Jesus... When you have an encounter with Jesus, you receive that life. That life that only He can give. When our spirit comes alive because of Him. When we think that we're actually living without Him, but we're not actually living, we're just existing. Because our spirit is not alive until fully alive until it's joined with Christ. And then, then we realize, and then our eyes are opened to everything that we haven't seen before because Jesus is the life. He is the life. Without him, there is no life. So we are all broken without Jesus. Sometimes you may not think you are, but we are. We are broken with sin because that's what... Us that brokenness, right? Because we are born with sin, born into a sinful world, born with sin, and then we need Jesus to pay that price for us so that we can be washed clean. We need Him for that abundant life. You know, He heals our hearts. If you are carrying things this morning, he can heal that. He can bring restoration. It says he came to heal the brokenhearted. And that's exactly what he does. That's exactly what he does. Jesus gives us grace. ...and forgiveness that we can never fully understand. He went throughout the towns ministering and touching people's lives... ...and he's still doing that today. He's still doing that today through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that in the next probably 12 months... ...we're going to see an escalation of that... ...of the power of the Holy Spirit. Because the Messiah is returning... He is returning and he's coming back for a church that is on fire. Not a church that is dead, but a church that is ready. A church that is on fire. A church that is praying and prepared and ready. We never know what the day is, but we know, we know that things are getting closer. Don't ever be like these Pharisees and think that you know everything. And think that you know more and get stuck in your little religious bubble. Religion won't save you, knowledge won't save you. It's interesting. The Pharisees thought, by their lineage, their lineage of Abraham, that they were fine. They thought that they were fine. But they didn't realize they needed Jesus to pay that ultimate price. They were so used to their religion making them feel better, the rules, the regulations, making them feel that they were better than anyone else. And they were no better, in fact, they were worse. Let's not miss it this morning. Then in John 8:31 Says then Jesus said to the Jews who believed on him, If you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to anyone. How do you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever practices sin is the slave of sin, and the the slave does not abide in the house forever, but the son abides forever. Therefore, if the son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's seed, but, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak what I have seen with my father and you then do what you have seen with your father. So what was he saying there? Your father, you're basically listening. your father who's Satan. You're not listening to me because your heart is closed. So you don't receive the truth. The truth is standing before you and yet you don't see the truth. But the truth will set you free. Jesus is the truth. He is the only truth that we have right now to hold on to in this world. He is the truth. We can rely on that. We can rely on his word. We can rely on everything that he has said is true. We can rely on his promises. We can hold on to those through every moment of every day. Because he is the truth. He is who he said he is. And there is no doubting that. Because he has fulfilled every prophecy ever spoken, came into being. And there's more to come, still to come, that we are waiting to be fulfilled. Not as many are to be fulfilled as there was before, but there's still more. And that is that he is coming back. That he is returning as king, as the anointed king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for that? Have you accepted the truth this morning that Jesus is the son of God? That he has come and that he is returning and that he always will be? Is he the centre of your life this morning? Or have you become familiar with him? Is he just that little baby in the manger that gets brought out at Christmas time? Or is he the King of kings and the Lord of all, all that actually rules your life, that rules your heart and rules your life in every way? We need to ask ourselves these questions. He was anointed by the Holy Spirit to bring healing to all people, to heal them of their past and to set them free. This morning you have that opportunity as well to receive Jesus. And we need to decide, are we just happy with religion, like the Pharisees were, or have our hearts been open to receive Jesus? Have we received him into our heart? Is he the truth in our life? Do we take him everywhere we go? Do we take him to the brokenhearted? I love that scripture. You know that he came to set the captives free. For each one of us, he came to deliver us from that sin that no one else could do. And he did it on the cross so that he was the very last sacrifice ever to be. No more sacrifices in the temple after Jesus. That was it. It is finished, fulfilling every prophecy about his death. He was the Messiah, the anointed one. Amen. Let's just pray. Holy God, I pray this morning that we will have a fresh and new awakening of who you are. God, I pray this morning that we would be in awe and wonder of you, Lord. Awe and wonder, God, that we would be renewed in your presence this morning. Mighty God, holy God, just refresh us in you, Lord. Let us have a new encounter with you this morning as we are in awe of what you've done and who you are. If this morning you haven't ever asked Jesus into your heart, I'm going to give you this opportunity to ask him into your heart and to follow him like the disciples did because he asks each one of us for a decision each one of us has a decision to make so with every eye closed and we can just give an opportunity to anyone this morning that wants to receive him into the heart to say yes I need, I need Jesus I'm feeling oppressed I'm feeling captive I need deliverance I need his healing hand. If that's you this morning, just lift up your hand. I'm going to pray for you that Jesus will just touch your world. Amen. Thank you. Mighty God. Amen. I see that hand. That's awesome. You can put your hand down. That's fine. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. God, we just thank you this morning. We just thank you, God, for every person here, Lord. God, that that your love will burn brightly within our hearts, Lord Jesus, at this time. That it will burn brightly and stronger each day as we we let you in completely into our hearts and our lives. Mighty God, that we would follow you wherever you go, Lord. Thank you, God, for open hearts this morning.